everyone. What's up, what's up, what's up? And I'm young Hasio to all my K-pop peeps out there. My name is Denise and you are listening and or watching my podcast. It's called That K-Pop Talk, where every week I bring you the news and reviews of Korean popular music. I would love it if you could click, like, share, and most importantly, subscribe to my podcast channel. And if you would love to support, there is a link in the description box for that as well. Okay, sit back and relax because K-pop news is coming up next, so stay tuned. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. It is time for K-pop news. We're going to get straight into it, but first... For those of you who are watching me, yes, I have a Band-Aid on my finger. I cut myself cooking, so there's that. And second, I just want to go over the nominees again for the MTV VMAs because it's coming up on the 12th. And for those who have not voted yet, please go to MTV. Vote for your favorite K-pop artist that's being nominated so the K-pop artist community can make their presence felt at the VMAs, okay? So here are the K-pop artists that have been nominated at the MTV VMAs. For the category of Song of Summer, you have three um, nominees that are from the K-pop world. And Jungkook featuring Lotto for his song Seven, Tomorrow by Together featuring the Jonas Brothers for their song Do It Like That, and 50-50 for their song Cupid, okay? So there's that category. For show of summer category, you have one um, artist and that's Blackpink for their world tour called Born Pink. And then for group of the year, it's like they swept that category. The K-pop artists groups have five groups who've been nominated. Okay, so you have Blackpink, 50-50, New Jeans, 17, and Tomorrow by Together. I'm so proud of all the nominees in that category as well. Okay. So now we're going to go into individual nominations. Blackpink has had the most nominations with six. So besides Show of Summer and also Group of the Year, Blackpink is also nominated for Best Choreography, Best Editing, Best Art Direction, and Best K-Pop Group. Tomorrow by Together has the most K-Pop male nominations with four. So besides... Song of Summer and Group of the Year, they also have Best Push Performance and Best K-Pop Group. Now, speaking of Best K-Pop Group, besides Blackpink and besides Tomorrow by Together, you have Espa Girls, I mean, not Espa Girls, Espa for their song Girls. Now, I did mention Blackpink, but I, I never told you the song that they got nominated for Best K-Pop Group. So that is Pink Venom. Um, 50-50 also got nominated for their song Cupid. 17 got nominated for their song Super. And Stray Kids got nominated for their song S-Class. And Tomorrow by Together, their nomination is not the same as Song of Summer or Group of the Year. Their song for um, Best K-Pop is for their song Sugar Rush Ride. So I just wanted to put that into context. So it is Sugar Rush, Rush Ride. Oh, um, just wanted to also let you guys know too, speaking of Tomorrow by Together, they are performing live with the Stray Kids. Um, not together, of course. They, they each have their own separate performances. So I am looking forward to having 
um, the performance of Tomorrow by Together and Stray Kids. And also, I need to check up on this, but I think this is the first time in history that two K-pop groups are performing at the VMAs. I may be wrong, but I will check up on that statistic. And next week, I will let you know if I was right or not. But me personally, I've never seen two K-pop groups perform at the VMAs. Nominated, yes, but not performed. So this is a huge representation of K-pop artists being present at the VMAs in nominations and performance. So congratulations to all the K-pop artists who are nominated and are performing at the VMAs. So make sure you guys go vote. Go to the VMA, um, MTV VMA website. And I think you can just go to the um, MTV website and it'll just detour you to the VMA site and or Google it and vote for your favorite artist, okay? All right, so now we got that housekeeping out the way. Let's get straight into BT, not BTS news. That's coming up in the next segment though, right? Right, so stay tuned for that. But now we're gonna get straight into the K-pop news. We're gonna start off with a huge congratulations to the group Rise. I'm not sure if it's Rise or Re-Eyes because it's two eyes in the middle, right? Um, congratulations to SM's new group, Re-Eyes. We'll just say for right now, Re-Eyes. And they officially debuted on September 4th. Not without controversy, because you know there were two members of the group who had a little bit of hiccups before the debut. But, you know, on last podcast, I was saying that I hope that they can overcome those hiccups and, you know, make a huge presence, which they did, by the way, when they debuted on September 4th. And I'm going to get straight into that. Um, they released their song, Get a Guitar. And when I heard it, I fell in love with that song, you guys. I will get more into that music video during the last segment of my podcast when I go over, over my music video picks of the week. I am stumbling over my words, y'all. Excuse me. But um, I will go over that in the last segment. But I just want to let you guys know in the news segment that they are doing so well. I'm so proud of them that they were able to overcome the hiccups and the adversity of what was going on in the individual members' lives prior to the debut. They had overcome that and now they're here. And I looked at the numbers. The numbers look very, very well. Their Instagram, their social media presence, um, the communications um, between, you know, Reyes and the members with the fans is just phenomenal, you guys. And they have not skipped a beat. Um, one thing I, I can say about this group is their brand is going to be very different. You remember how New Jeans came out? Their brand was different, right? Um even Boys Next Door, their brand is a little different. And I remember when Reyes had come out, um, not debuted, but had come out as a group, people were talking about how they did their hair, their hair was outdated, their look was outdated. I don't think it's outdated as much as it is retro, right? There's a difference between being outdated and being retro. They are retro, how they do their hair, how they wear their clothes. Um, and now you see it with the vibe of get a guitar. 
they're just retro you guys they're just in their own genre sort of remind me of skateboarders right skateboarders some people could say they're you know sometimes if you go out to the street skating um you know uh, a vibe going out to the street park and watch these guys skate some people could say oh why do they dress like that well it's because that's their vibe that's their brand and it's the same way with these guys they're not looking squeaky clean like normal k-pop groups look they're just in their own vibe, their own zone, and I am here for it personally, you guys. So congratulations to you guys. They are they have released their first single, like I said, Get a Guitar. Um, and if you guys look at two of their members, if they look very familiar, it's because they're from NCT. You have Shataro and you have Sungchan. They are from NCT. So now they left NCT and they're officially in Riai. So Congratulations to both SM and Riaz for having a very, very strong debut. Okay, moving on. Speaking of congratulations, I do also want to congratulate Blackpink um, because their album, which album is it? Um, oh, The Album. It's called The Album, which is one of their first albums that they released, um, becomes the first album to be eligible for platinum certification. That's major, you guys. Um, that means that this album has sold over 1 million units. And to be eligible, you have to either for a platinum status, you have to sell over 1 million album units or 2 million single units, right? Um, and if you get gold, it's 500,000 album units or a million single units for gold. So this is the album. So that means they've sold over 1 million units. So they're up for eligibility for the platinum status. Of course, we know they're going to get it. So congratulations to Blackpink. And also speaking of Blackpink, Rosé has been officially named the ambassador to the luxury brand luggage designer what is it called? Remoa. So congratulations to Rosé. I'm so I'm so happy for these um, girls, Blackpink. You know, they have been a staple in the female K-pop community as well as the K-pop community overall. And um, it's really, really good to see these girls mature in their own way and just blossom like they have. So congratulations to Rosé and Blackpink. Okay, let's move on. Speaking of designers, Lady Dior had a exhibition slash event in Seoul, South Korea um, last week. And I did not realize how many ambassadors uh, in the K-pop community that they had, right? Um, I am looking at uh, Lady Dior. And of course, you know, I'm going to mention Jimin, right? And so I was looking at Jimin and then I was thinking to myself, there are other people in the K-pop community that's also with Dior. And I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute. That's, uh, what's her name? That's um, Jisoo. And then I looked and I was like, wow, there's Cha Eun Woo, right? And then I looked again and I said, you remember Tomorrow by Together. You remember they are the first group ambassador to Lady Dior. So I just want to say to all the ambassadors, Thank you so much for representing Lady Dior or Dior in general. Thank you for the representation of K-pop in the designer community for Dior. All of them look beautiful. And I mean, they 
that makes me want to go buy, out and buy some Dior, y'all. Like, seriously, they look so beautiful. Of course, you know my bias is Jimmy from BTS because I'm ARMY first, right? But um, the rest of them, they look fabulous. I am so happy to um, see them represented. And I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research on this, too. I think they have more ambassadors for Dior um, from the K-pop you know, community than any other designer. If I'm if I'm recalling this right, right? Um, although Prada, they have a lot of people too, which in hyping just recently went to a Prada event as well. So, and then they look dapper. I love me some in hyping as well. So, um, my bias from in hyping is Nikki. Like anything Nick Nikki does or Nakai, some people call his name Nakai. Anything he does, I'm like, I think he is so handsome, you guys. And He's the youngest member, I believe. He's the mockney of the group. Um, but, you know, to me, he, this is something about him that, that makes him stand out. So he's my bias. So when I heard that, you know, in Hypen was at a Prada event, of course, you know, I had to look them up to see what they look like. And they look very, very well represented. So congratulations to them as well. Okay, moving on. I also want to talk about Hip Hop's 50th anniversary. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is from time to time, you know, when I mention Korean popular music, I'm not just talking about K-pop groups. I literally am talking about Korean popular music. From time to time, I showcase Korean popular hip-hop artists, K-indie artists, K-rappers. It just doesn't end with K-pop groups, right? So I just want to acknowledge that for this particular topic, is going to be about hip-hop and Koreans um, staple in the community of hip-hop, right? So as we know, hip-hop is celebrating their 50th anniversary. And Spotify is highlighting nine regions across the globe that have their own individual contributions within their own region towards hip-hop and hip-hop evolution in that community, right? Okay, so of course, when we're talking about Korean popular music, now we are coming fast forward to the Korean hip hop community and its contribution towards music as it stands today in the Korean popular community. Because we know, especially in K-pop, you know, the K-pop music with the groups and the artists, the hip hop has a huge influence in the undertones to the music that you hear today, right? So with that being said, um, Spotify has a special segment. You remember it says nine regions throughout the globe besides America. So South Korea is one of those regions. So Spotify has a playlist and that playlist is called K-R-Own. So it's capital K in the space with a little dash, then a small R and then capital O, capital W, capital N. K our own right that playlist is going to feature the evolution and the contribution of hip-hop as it influences the um, korean music in south korea right and the evolution over the years it also features commentary from south korea's own godfather of hip-hop tiger jk now i personally did not know who tiger jk was until I listened to Stray Kids 
S-Class's album that had a track called Top Line, right? Had that horn, you know, tone to it. You know what I mean? The horns was playing in it and that undertone was very like, um, sort of like that Washington DC vibe. Um, if you guys don't know about that type of music, research Washington DC, they have their own type of music and they have their own vibe and the horns in top line is reminiscent of that vibe with that hip hop horn feel to it. But when I heard Tiger JK rap, I wanted to more know about, I wanted to know more about him, sorry. And I really researched and learned that, you know, he really was responsible for helping infiltrate the Korean music with hip hop, right? And um, it's amazing to see that evolution in South Korea. So if you guys wanna listen to it, please go to that playlist and then you will see uh, where you will see that capital K dash small R, then capital O, capital W, capital N. And then you would too learn about the evolution of hip hop in the South Korean community. So there's that. And you know about the landscape and everything. And it's just, it's just awesome to see that they are, um, that Spotify is actually investing in exploring that um, hip hop evolution across the globe like that. Okay, so that is the last segment of K-pop news. You guys don't want to miss this next segment because it's about my bong tong boys, BTS. BTS news is coming up next, so don't go anywhere. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. It is time for bong tong boys, BTS news, and you guys already know which BTS member I'm about to talk about first. Your boy V of BTS, Kim Taehyung, and his layover album, you guys. Oh my goodness. I am so, so proud of V for releasing this album. So different, right? From what the other BTS members have put out, right? Very, very different. Actually, if you think about it, each of these members have their own specific genre of music that they put out. They have their own distinctive sound, but V sound actually is different than what I thought he was going to release. Um, when he uh, made that, that soulful Christmas song, um, you remember he sang that duet and I forgot what her name was, but you know, it's like a Frank Sinatra feel to it. You know what I'm saying? I thought he was going to put out a more jazzier type album until we found out he was getting with the director of New Jeans. When we found that out, that she was overseeing V's album, I was like, okay, this is going to be something I don't even know how to conceive of, of hearing, right? And so when the album finally came out, and Rainy Days and Love Me Again both came out. I said, okay, I see where V is going. And now that he dropped all his tracks for this album, y'all, let me tell you, if you haven't listened to his album yet, you need to go listen to his album. He has a very soulful voice, but it works for the cadence. And you can tell the cadence of New Jeans is in these songs because of the, you know, the director works with New Jeans. That's, that's the cadence. That's the sound. That's the vibe. That's the brand. That's why Danielle from New Jeans was able to flawlessly do the cover of Love Me Again. Like she just, no, not Love Me Again, Rainy Days. I think it was Rainy Days. Yeah, it was Rainy Days that she did. But um, y'all, like I said, if you haven't listened to this album, y'all need to. 
Okay, so the two songs that he has yet to release a music video to, which is Blue and For Us, are my two favorites, ironically. Now, I know he's released two teasers for Blue, but not the full song. You guys, I'm telling y'all, if y'all haven't listened to Blue or For Us yet, y'all need to because B brought it home. Like, he was already on third base. Like, he went to first base, second base, third base, like to me, Rainy Days was first base. And then Love Me Again was second base. And then um, Slow Dancing was third base, right? But he brought it home with Blue and for us, I am telling y'all. Okay, I don't need to say anything else. But um, besides the album, you guys, V has been everywhere. I mean, to me, it's very interesting because it seems like he's everywhere, but in a subtle way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't seem like he's in your face with these promotions. His personality is so humble that as he's doing all these promotions, it doesn't seem like he's being invasive at all into our lives, right? But every time you see him, he is doing something, right? It's like V came out of nowhere. First, he was just on um, Benny's Kitchen you know, doing his own thing. We really didn't hear about him much. You know, as John John Cook was coming out with his single seven, V was still, you know, off doing his thing. You know, then started working on this album. And then as Sugar's concert came back, right, to Soul, he did his final D-Day performances. Did not see V anywhere, right? Think about it. Did we see V doing Sugar's final concerts? We did not. That's because V was working on his album. We saw him when he did, when Sugar did his concert, when he had first come back to Seoul, V was at that one, right? But he was not at Sugar's final, final concerts, right? In August. And that's because V knew he had unfinished work to do with his album. He had to get that album out. Um, so we didn't see him anywhere. And now that the album, you know, has come out, V is everywhere i know he did something with mpop he did something with spotify he um did a couple of shows you remember i did you remember last week i said he did pix it and then some other show he was on um he's everywhere now he's in almost every magazine that is out there v is everywhere but yet it doesn't feel invasive so on that one on whoever you know is in charge of his promotions thank you thank you for not letting it feel like you were pushing V on us because sometimes it could feel like certain artists are pushed on us, the fans, or pushed on us, the music viewers or listeners because you want us to go buy that album or you want to oversaturate that song so that we could say, oh, let's go get it. You guys didn't do it with V and I really appreciate it. Not saying you do it with the rest of BTS members. You didn't, but I'm just saying with V especially, because I know it, you know, think about it, you guys. There are seven members of BTS, right? And all the members have had very successful um, debuts, right? So the pressure gets mounted more and more and more as it comes to the sixth and seventh member of BTS to produce good music, right? Because you don't have to have good music, right? There is that chance that you will flop. So I understand that B was under a lot of pressure 
And I know that John John Cook is going to be under a lot of pressure because he's going to be the last member to come out with an album. Actually, you know, let me back that up. Jen does not have an album out yet. So whether or not he's going to do an album will remain to be seen when he comes out next June. So let's see if he's going to do one. But the pressure, you know, you know what I'm saying? The pressure to have a successful album after your other members of your group has done one. It's, it has to be very, very heavy on them. You know what I'm saying? So I applaud B for doing what he's doing and I applaud his success. Like it's done right. The promotion was done right. Okay. So moving on from that, uh, like I said, congratulations to V and everything he's doing, everything he's worked hard for. Um, and long, you know, longevity. I wish him nothing but longevity and success on this album. Okay. Moving on. Cause we got some other stuff to talk about child. Let's talk about your boy, John John Cook. Now, I've already discussed this on my Instagram, but we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it on this podcast because much needs to be said. Okay? Okay. Now, your boy was caught smoking at a well-known restaurant here in Beverly Hills. I know exactly where it's at because I walk by there almost maybe once or twice a week. And um, he got caught smoking and the paparazzi was there. And um, the outlet was called Laney's Gossip. I personally have never heard of them. But nevertheless, that was the um, media outlet that first posted these pictures. And it shows John Cook, he was smoking, right? But my thing is, do we care? Like, seriously, do we care? John Cook is, what, 26 now? He is a grown man. What he decides to do is left up to him, whether or not the media sees it or they don't see it. If he does anything with his body, that is his choice, his business, and it's none of my business, it's none of your business, it's no one's business. And if we just so happen to see him smoking, you know what? Have at it, boo. I personally don't smoke. But for those who smoke, that is your prerogative, such as John John Cook, that is his prerogative. I still love his music. I still love the way he dances. I still love his V-Lives. I still love the way he talks. I love everything about John John Cook because he is John John Cook. What he does with his life as far as what he eats, who he dates, what he does as far as recreation, recreational activities, sorry, that's on him. That's his choice. So, although I understand the netizens who disagree with him being shown in that light, that's the humanistic side of him, right? And he's comfortable over here in the United States because plenty of artists smoke. I'm sure if you really un unveil that mask in South Korea, you will see how many artists over there actually smoke. But I understand the ethics in South Korea. So if the ethics in South Korea are that you are not supposed to see that side, I get it. However, 
because he does smoke, I am sort of concerned that, you know, his vocal cords, you know, um, are affected by the smoke. But you know what? They may have stuff they can give him because he is a mega celebrity. And with that comes the top medical treatment and therapy, right? And he, like I said, he's not the only celebrity that sings that smokes and have phenomenal voices and they're still able to perform. So we don't know what they can give them. We don't know what remedies they have. We don't know what type of vocal therapy they have that will enable these artists to continue to give us top-notch vocal singing and performances, right? And still maintain their smoking habits off stage. John John Cook's not the last. He's not the first. I mean, you know, or he's not the first. He's not the last, as they say. But, you know, that's his business, you guys. As long as it doesn't change how he sounds when I listen to his music or when you listen to his music, you know, that's his prerogative. And that's how I feel about that, y'all. Okay, moving on. Speaking of John Jung Cook, he's back in Korea, right? Right now as we speak. But before that, he was over here in LA. I mean, that's how you guys found him smoking, right? But what really baffled me was when people kept saying, oh, he's here because of the performance at the VMAs. I don't think he was here for that, you guys, because first of all, it takes a lot to leave L.A. to go back to South Korea. That's a long flight, right? Why would John John Cook come here and then go back to South Korea when the VMAs is on Tuesday and then fly back for the awards? That doesn't make sense. You guys want to know what I think? I personally think John John Cook was here to finish his album. That's what I think. Because remember the last time he had flown to LA? It was to do seven, right? And then he flew back and next thing we know, he had a, he had a song out, right? I think John John Cook came to the United States because of the album that he's doing, right? Now, I could be wrong. Maybe he'll do a surprise performance at the VMAs. If he does, that's a lot of flying. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. That's a lot of flying. And I hope your boy don't get jet lagged. But he is coming back on the 23rd to do the Global Citizen, which I'm alluding to now. I'm segueing into that subject. Congratulations for him because he is co-headlining the Global Citizen Festival in New York City, Right? at the park there. So I know he's going to be back for that, but if he's going to come back to do the VMAs, that's just a lot of flying. Think about it. He just, he flew here earlier this week. Now he's already back in South Korea. Then he's going to fly back again for the VMAs and then fly back and then fly back again for the global citizen. That is a lot of flying. And, you know, it, it, it messes with the pressure on your legs when you fly. I forgot what documentary I saw, but they were talking about how it really, really does a number on your blood flow when you're flying. So I don't think John John Cook is going to be flying back and forth like that. So whoever started that rumor that they would be at the VMAs, I really wish they would have checked their source. Just because he's here in L.A. doesn't mean he's going to be at the VMAs. And think about it, the VMAs is not even going to be here. It's going to be on the East Coast. So why would he even be here to practice for something that's on the East Coast? That doesn't make any sense. You remember I said my daughter's in the industry. If there's something that's going to be on the East Coast, they will fly to the East Coast to perform 
in the East Coast for whatever war show was there, right? The only time that they really will rehearse something is if, is if they're going on tour, then they will rehearse here and then tour elsewhere, right? But no, no, I don't really, this is just me now, but I really don't think that John John Cook is actually going to be performing at the VMAs. But I could be wrong, y'all. I'm just putting it out there. I could be wrong. Okay, so congratulations for him, co-headlining. And um, I forgot to tell you guys, John John Cook has tied Jimin for having the longest charting song as a K-pop soloist. So congratulations for that. Currently right now, I think um, Seven is right around 200 million views on YouTube. So that's pretty good seeing that the song just came out in July. So there's that. Okay, moving on. Speaking of Jimin, like I said, Jimin's been keeping low-key profile, but he was at the Lady Dior event uh, with the other K-pop artists I was talking about back in K-pop news. So that's what he's been up to. Sugar, on the other hand, I forgot to mention something to you guys about Sugar. A couple of weeks ago, when he first wrapped up his tour, like the final, final D-Day performances, um, right after that, besides Sugar announcing that he was going into the military, that he was enlisting, enlisting, <laughs> enlisted into the military, he also announced a collab with the NBA. And I don't think I've ever told you guys about this. Well, the collab with the NBA is also with these designers called Mitchell and Ness. And Mitchell and Ness are known to do designs with athletic gear, right? So Sugar is going into partnership with the NBA and having Mitchell and Ness design his, his collabs. Now, if you guys want to get in first dibs on the merchandise when they drop, I know I've already done it. Go to the NBA's website and look up Collab with Sugar and they will link you to the place where you could click on and enroll your email for the drop notification when it comes out, okay? So make sure you guys do that. Okay, and besides that, Sugar has another Samsung ad that had come out. So I really like this one. It's a lot of purple into the commercial, so he really did a good job. Oh, you guys... Speaking of V, I know I'm going all the way back to V, but did you guys see his new tourism for um, South Korea? I'm really liking those ads. And I really, let me tell y'all, before V did that, I was not paying attention to any South Korea's tourism ads, right? Um, Because I do plan on going to South Korea, but you know, a lot of times in those tourism ads, they want you to enroll in those packages and stuff, which I'm not doing because I know where I'm going. Like I've studied South Korea so much that I have my key places I want to go. But when V took over as ambassador for that South um, South Korea tourism um, campaign, I'm all over now. I said, follow, 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 <laughs> because I could see V. <laughs> I know that's a hot mess, but I really did. So Congratulations, V, on being ambassador for that as well. Um, so I think, okay, so that's what Sugar's been up to. That's what V, I, I went over V, Sugar, John Cook, Jimin. Let's talk about your boy, RM, right? So RM was spotted at the Bottega Veneta event looking dapper, darling. He looked good. Like RM is looking like the leader that we 
always known him to be. He's still wearing his hair buzz. It's grown out a little bit, but still buzz. And he's been wearing glasses lately. Have you guys noticed that? Like he's been wearing a lot of different glasses lately. The um the one I saw his latest um cuz he's been very active on um social media, but the latest one he um wore in his Instagram story, like the last one he posted had thick glasses. They look like they're probably Bottega Veneta because that's his ambassador, but they look sort of like Tom Ford's too, but they may not be because he is ambassador to um, Bottega Veneta. I'm going to have to research that one, but he's been wearing a lot of sun, um, not sunglasses, but glasses, and it really, really looks good on him. Um, also with um, R.E.M., besides the Bottega Veneta event, he also was spotted at this um, artist. Her name is Suki Seok Young Kang. She had an art exhibition and um, RM was there as well. As we know, RM loves him some art. Like he loves his art displays. He loves going to art museums. And this was no different. And uh, <laughs> Silky, you know, she she a little feisty something, something, you know. So, but RM showed her respect and she showed him respect. And she didn't care if he was RM or BTS. She talked to him like she talked to everybody else. She was explaining to him her art and stuff. And, um, you know, you could tell that the, it was like a uh, grandmother, mother, son type relationship they were having. It was so cute watching it. Okay. Also, too, um, like I said, He's been on Instagram and it seems like R.M. is getting very comfortable with um, Instagram. I love it when he comes on his V-Lives because it seems like we're hearing from the leader of BTS. But um, yeah, he's really grown into the man that he, you know, that we've always known him to be. It's like, it's almost like BTS is just growing up before our eyes like growing into men men you know what i'm saying like when i first met first sorry first met bts it was like they were young adults you know what i'm saying like still green behind the ears trying to find their way but now they each have their own distinct identity i can't wait to 2025 because when they get back together it's going to be something powerful right as we know, J-Hope and Jen, they're still in the military, still doing their thing. Nothing new about them. But um, this has been a whirlwind week for um, V, just like it was with the other members that had come out with new music. So, you know, I will continue to um, support BTS. Well, there you have it for BTS News. Coming up is my last segment of this podcast my top music video picks of the week that have recently been released. Coming up next. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. It is time for the last segment of my podcast. We're gonna go over my top music video picks of the week that have recently been released. I have four of them for you. The first one is Get a Guitar by the debut group called Reyes. And let me tell you, I love this song. I love the music video. It just makes me want to get up and dance. That guitar beat, oh my goodness. Okay, so watching this, I have some notes. Um, it says, very groovy, perfect harmony, um, good debut video, different from other K-pop groups, the vibe is different. 
And you know what? All those notes are spot on that I made when I first watched this video. They, um, these eight members are just, their vibe is just different. You know, like their, their choreography is different. Their vibe is different. Um, I know people were talking about their hair wasn't, you know, coughed perfectly. It doesn't need to be. That's part of their their vibe. That's part of their brand. That's part of who they are. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love this video. I love the music. It's very catchy for the um, chorus line. Get, 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 get a guitar. Dun, 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 dun. Like, you know, don't make fun of me, you guys. But I'm just saying it's like that groovy bass guitar, you know? And it's very catchy. And it's just, you guys just have to listen to it. And for the YouTubers that are watching my um, YouTube video, you guys already know the links to these songs are going to be in the description box on my YouTube. Okay, so there's that. Get a guitar. The second music video, actually second and third is by the same artist, BB. I love her. You remember I said that my, my K-pop podcast isn't just about k-pop itself it's about different genres within the k-pop community as far as korean popular music so um bb is mostly an r&b artist she has this very raspy r&b sound love her i love her like i love her music it's so soothing it's so just so chill you know what i'm saying like a Sade. If you guys haven't heard of the black artist Sade, you guys need to listen to her. BB reminds me of her when she sings in this in this um, melody, you know, melody range, right? Um, and the music video I'm talking about referring to is called Hongdae R&B. Now we're talking about Hongdae, right? The 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 area Hongdae in in South Korea, right? And in this music video, she showcases the artistry of dance of, of walking through this alley. And she has two, a guy and a girl, just really into each other as far as artistry and dancing in this alley. And then as she moves along, right, it's just the, the girl or just her, right? And then when it's just her, she's walking along this alley again. And then she sees these people standing on either side of the alley. And it's just so very artistic. It's so very calm and soothing, actually, you know? I really love this. And the notes I made when I first watched it was slow tempo R&B. Um, she mentions a guitar. Speaking of get a guitar, she mentions a guitar in her lyrics. And um, going down the alley in Hongdae with dancers, girl, then a couple, and then people in the alley, um, that's what I have made in my notes. So that was spot on, right? She made a second single. And I looked to see if BB had an album out. I'm like, does she have an album out? Because she just released two music videos. No, she does not have an album out. But hopefully soon, maybe we'll see a comeback from her with the album. Who knows? But the second music video is called Hang Gang, Hang Gang, sorry, Hang Gang Gang Wang. And that's by BB. And the notes I have for that one is slow tempo. It's, this one's more soulful R&B. Um, if you haven't heard of American artist Jill Scott, listen to her and you'll understand the what soul R&B is, right? That is the genre that Hang, um, Hang Gang Gang Wang by BB is modeling. 
she, whether she knows it or not. That's what she's modeling, the soulful R&B. Um, it looks like in the beginning of this music video, she was by the Hans River. And then it sort of morphs into her being in this forest, right? Or the female being in the forest. Like the, like if elves were hanging around in the forest. That's what it looks like, that type of forest. And then all of a sudden, she sees a guy and then goes fast forward to them being old. There's this old lady there and then there's an um, older guy that comes back. But he looks like he's younger than her though. And then it fast forwards to the end where she and the guy are younger again and then they hug. So it's very interesting. I'm gonna have to watch this video a couple of times to see what exactly is the through line of all this, right? Cause I was so confused, but the music video was beautiful. It very much was beautiful. I love the song. I love her voice in this song, you guys. So if you haven't had a chance, you already know I'm gonna link it in the description box of my YouTube. It's Hongdai, Hongdae R&B, and Hongang Gangwang. Those are, those are the titles of the two music videos she has out. Okay, and the last music video is by none other than your boy V, Kim Taehyung of BTS. You already know that BTS, high, big hit, they don't spare any expense when it comes to music video production of BTS's songs, right? Kim Taehyung's is no different. So beautiful. Um, someone said they filmed it actually in Spain. I don't know how true that is, but they said they filmed the action in Spain, which will, I mean, explain why the waters are so beautiful, right? But um, one thing that caught my eye, though, it just wasn't V in this video. Like, he used a lot of different people of different nationalities and backgrounds in this music video. I applaud V for that. And not only that, he was like, um, the dancers that he hired at the end, they were like freestylers, right? This was a choreographed, how should I say, a choreographed freestyle type dancing at the very end of it. Um, I looked up all the dancers and they are all phenomenal in their own right, like phenomenal freestyle dancers, right? So I'm so glad that V was just chilling in the end of his music video. And um, even when he does his um, music shows, you know how they do the competition music shows? I've seen V on a couple of them. Um, well, I don't think this was a competition one. This is N-Pop. I saw him on N-Pop when he did all his songs. And the dancers were phenomenal. Like, you know, you could tell V was in this environment that he just feels so comfortable with. V himself, right, is just so different when it comes to his vocals and his vibe, right? His vibe is just so chill, so soulful. And um, he's being recognized for that, right? And when you see the R&B influences expanded from America across the globe, you also see that in V's album as well. That influence is so heavy and he carries it out immaculately like he has it nailed. And so I really appreciate him for taking that genre of music to his culture and utilizing it in the most beautiful way. So thank you for that V because sometimes when people take a genre of music and they don't utilize it well, it doesn't come across well and you're just like, I don't know about that. But V, you know, he did it and he did it right. So we really appreciate that V. 
here from America. You nailed it. So thank you. Okay, you guys, that wraps up my podcast for this week. I didn't have a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about um, because, you know, sometimes, like I said, K-pop goes through these ebbs and flows. And one week you'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. The next week you may not have anything to talk about. And with us transitioning into the fall, something is telling me that in the month of October, we're going to see a lot of activity. So stay tuned. But you guys, I'm here every week. So every week, every weekend, either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I am putting out new content for my podcast. So join me next week. Once again, you already know what time it is. It's about that K-pop talk. And I will see you next week. Bye.